as we look back on and celebrate the life of Jeff Dickerson today on ESPN 1000. Please consider making a donation at the GoFundMe page for Parker's Fund. Carmen Waddle, Sylvie, uh, in our first Midwest Bank State Street studios. I don't know. As I've gotten older, I've gotten more weepy. But when I hear music now and attach it to moments like this, it just I, I, I break just, down. It does. I mean, it just, you know, the Yur- Yurko uh, is going to join us in a little bit. Yurko uh, loves Warren Zevon, obviously. Yeah. And he was he put on Twitter last night a song that we were recently talking about for whatever reason. But it's like it's one of the most beautiful, like heart wrenching songs you'll ever hear. Warren Zevon's uh, Keep Me in Your Heart for a little while. And he had tweeted that. And go listen to that right now. And uh you know, it'll hit you right, right <laughs> I mean, between. It's, yeah. it, it'll level you. Yeah. Thinking about our friend uh, Jeff Dickerson, who is gone at the age of 44 after a, uh, a battle with colon cancer that he kept very private. I mean, yeah. you heard Peggy say she didn't even know. I mean, a lot of I've gotten I, I mean, I, I was trying to I think because I thought, man, look at how many people care about J, uh, J.D. You know, I was like I kept a little bit of a list going after because I got so many messages from people. And these are like former people here so that you guys will recognize all these names like and i I don't even know if this is everybody because i started this last night tim weaver ernie scatton nick arvanides nick pinto ryan mendenhall sylvie Mm, yeah he texted both of us yeah joe fisher who called in last night one of our old producers ryan galante um adam delvitt scott delvitt danny parkins mac uh harry mike brennan brian swa remember brian i mean the fantasy guy i i don't even like that's these are people in the last you know, since we found out last night, like that, are like can't believe it, and just wanted to say, we feel your pain. And JD was something, and the if, whether we knew him a little or a lot. Ryan Cheverini's in here too, um, who did Bears stuff on Channel Seven. Uh, is that mic on for Ryan? Yeah, I turned it on. Yeah. And I know Ryan t- was. T- we were texting last night. How you doing, buddy? You hanging in there? You know what? It is so strange because yesterday I got back in town a couple days ago, and something just told me give JD a call. You know, obviously I knew he was sick. I didn't know it was this bad, so I called him. He didn't answer. Left him a voicemail, and you all know what his voicemail sounds like: energetic, <laughs> yeah. happy JD. And I left him a voicemail thinking I'd hear back from him today or tomorrow. Maybe he just was having a bad day, wasn't feeling well. And then I found out, like everybody else, a couple hours later. And I was thinking, wow, I just called him and I had no idea. And JD kind of kept it that way. He didn't want us feeling sorry for him. He didn't want pity. And I'm sure you've all talked about Von McClure, our yeah. other friend yeah. who passed away at the age of 48 from a heart attack. And JD was the one that put together that yeah. charity event all along while he was sick and we didn't even know it. Yeah, but how about that? Best decision we ever made on ABC7 was putting him on TV. Um, 2007, we launched the Chicago Huddle, the Bears show. And I remember talking with Larry Snyder, our sports producer. And he said, who do you want on the show? And J.D. was the first name that I mentioned because I watched him work at Hallis Hall. And how meticulous he was for attention to detail. He always had a scoop. He always had an angle. He never showed up to a broadcast or a practice and didn't know what was going on. And if he went on the air with something, it was as good as gold. I mean, you knew that it was accurate, and he did his homework on it. J.D. was just the epitome of a great journalist, but also the epitome of a great dad and a great husband. And I remember when his wife, Caitlin, passed away, we talked, and his sole priority was 
his son Parker. And now to think that an 11-year-old boy doesn't have mom or dad yeah, is just absolutely gut-wrenching. Yeah. I went on the GoFundMe last night. I'm sure you've all seen yeah. it. It's, on, it's like $300,000. Yeah. I went on it last night. It was 60000 I made a donation, and I looked at it today. and $300,000. Yeah, $300,000. It's, it's it shows you how Thank beloved you he was. Yeah. And, you know, when you ask the tough question, you guys know. I mean, players and coaches don't always respond well, but J.D. had a way about him yeah. where he was yeah. always respectful but he could ask the tough question, and he was still incredibly loved and respected by players. I saw some of the Bears, Alex Brown posting last yeah, night. Yeah, Alex was a lot. Yeah. yeah I saw it. And, and to see former players that he covered remembering him and honoring him and the statement that the Bears put out. I mean, yeah, just, you spoke about him today, yeah, too. Yeah. We're going to play that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one thing that Ryan's saying and that Peggy, something that I wanted to to relay too of what Peggy mentioned that Peggy said because he cared about Peggy he's going through the fight but he's worrying about Peggy um, and didn't want her to know there's someone else in our business currently who's going through a fight and when JD was diagnosed he said to us that he did not want to tell this person about his diagnosis much like he kept it all private wanting Parker to to just you know go live. about normal life yeah normal mm-hmm. life you know and and JD was more worried about this other person who's going through their journey and not telling this person because he was worried about that person and how he would take the news yeah. of JD's diagnosis and that's pretty thought selfless. of everybody else first yeah. pretty selfless when you think about it right uh, I mean, yeah, I mean the, the most selfless guy you you would ever come across uh, never wanted you to feel sorry for him and again I talked to him a couple of Thursdays ago was when I realized just how severe the situation was. And, um, you know, he we had a good conversation five, six minutes in after me asking how he was doing everything else. He completely changed the subject. Hey, how are the girls? Yeah. What are your plans for the for the, for the holidays? How about you? How are you doing? And how Sylvie? What's the show? I mean, like it's I, I, I felt I kind of felt like stopping and saying like, J.D., like doesn't matter how we're doing. It matters how you're doing. But then you stop yourself. You don't want to stop him from being who he is. Right. So you just go with, with you know, with, with his plan. And it just spoke volumes about who he was and yeah. how he didn't want you to pity him. He wanted you to respect him. Yeah. Wanted you to be, you know, wanted, wanted to you know, value the friendship. Was not looking for your sympathy. Yeah, he was one of those guys that inspired you to be better. As a human, yeah. just to be a better person, to be a better journalist. He inspired me to want to be a better sportscaster because he was always on top of it. He, he always had something that nobody else had. And he did, like we, we've said this a lot. I mean, J.D. did it all, you know, and like he, oh, yeah. print, radio, TV, as Ryan's talking about, and all the stuff he did. For national, him. local. National, yeah, local. And he, he loved doing the side. I mean, he loved the stuff that he was doing with ABC. Yeah. Too. I mean, and, and you and Dion and... Uh, Gene Greco yeah, and Larry Marky and, and yeah, MJ, yeah. the whole crew, Jason, know. everybody. Yeah, yeah. It, it really was, was the JR. best decision we ever made. Yeah, he was putting great. him on the huddle, and then when I was the weekend sports anchor, we needed somebody to do our pre and post game. Yeah, and he, it was the obvious choice. We didn't even debate it. It was like Jeff's yeah. our guy. Jeff's the guy, and he made the most of the opportunities that he got. Yeah, for sure. And he never took it for granted, too. And it's a lesson for all of us, you know? I mean, Sylvia, you've been through it. Yeah. It's a lesson for all of us to really appreciate each other, appreciate our families, and realize this life is short and it's unfair. You know, so I think that, I think J.D. did a great job at living his life to the fullest, and especially after losing Caitlin, um, giving Parker the best life that he could. Yeah. 
And it's just it's just so sad to see them both gone now. And I, I, you know, we were all at their wedding. I know all of us. Uh, he's really an, he, look. We, he, he's always been amazing. These last couple years, you know what he. It's like Karma, it's you next and I level, having, man. I you, mean, you and I were having this discussion at one of the breaks. I'm sad as hell. Yeah, and I'm going to miss him tremendously. What sticks with me most in my heart is the last ten years. Yeah, were just a disaster for him. Yeah. To go through what he had to go through and show the grace and the dignity and the strength with the fight that he was alongside Caitlin with. Then he, be, you know, he is now a single father and now he has his own fight with cancer. What that man was put through for the last 10 years of his life and what his son will face. And I know that there is tremendous support for Parker, but all of that is what makes me most, what gets to me most me too. is that. Everybody has issues. There's a lot of tragedy out there. He deserved better. Yeah. He, he deserved better, and that's kind of what stings most for me. And yeah. all the money in the world is fantastic for Parker. But you can't right. replace yeah. Caitlin. You can't replace J.D. Amen. Yeah. So, right. So, Ryan, thanks for coming in, buddy. We yeah. appreciate it. Ryan Cheverini. Thanks, thanks, Yurko's going to join us coming up next. Yurko's down in Florida. He's going to jump on and talk about J.D. And I know there are a lot of people who want to, you know, I see Jordan Burnfield's on the line, and he worked the Loyola games with J.D. and was... You know, uh, a lot of people want to talk and just kind of share memories and stories. We'll try to get everybody in. And we're going to be doing this all day. Cap and Hoodie are up after us, then Hubes and Black and Abdallah from 6 to 8. So uh, hit up Parker's Fund uh, on GoFundMe and go to Avia Shirts. Joe created a shirt, and all the proceeds are going to go to uh, Parker's Fund, and you can buy an Avia shirt there to support J.D. We'll be right back. ESPN 1000 remembers Jeff Dickerson. Join us all day for a celebration of our beloved teammate. The Bears released a very nice statement last night on the passing of our friend Jeff Dickerson. Um, I believe Matt Nagy had said something today as he started uh, the uh, his media availability on a back-to-work Wednesday at Hallis Hall. So let's listen to that. I want to start off by giving my thoughts and prayers to uh, to Jeff Dickerson's family and his son, Parker. Um, obviously, it's a it's a tough day for all of us. We, we know how much uh, Jeff meant to all of us. We all have different stories, being, you know, with him. And um, for me, you know, I, I was able to have um, four good years uh, being able to learn who he is as a person and, get to hear his stories. And, and when, when I think about Jeff, I, I think about, you know, how positive he was, which, you know, we all talk about, he's always glass half full. Um, with me, he was always very supportive and respectful, which, you know, is, uh, is pretty neat in, in this day and age to have somebody like that, um, from the very start. Uh, and, and I appreciated that. Um, you know, I think about the good thoughts I have with him, and, and I think back to this past draft, I, him as a prognosticator. I mean, he, he I remember him texting me uh, a couple of days before the draft and uh, and talking about all these predictions of who we may draft and may not draft. And he said he's going to go ahead and say that we're going to draft Tevin Jenkins. And uh, it was it was crazy, uh, you know, that that ended up happening. But uh, he didn't care about what anybody else was saying. That's what that's what he predicted. And what do you know? You know, so he, he never he never ended up bragging to me about that, which is just kind of who he is. Um, but I think he always knew that I that I knew. So uh, he's positive. He's a uh, prognosticator. And and the last thing is, you know, how proud he was of his son, Parker. Um, you know, I just I go back to thinking of all the, uh, you know, the, the the stories of 
the conversations before we had ever talked football. It was always about, um, you know, the the baseball tournament that he was playing or, you know, the football game. And it's just who he was. So, um, you know, he's he's uh, super proud. And I think that that's, uh, you know, we know that. Oh, it was well said by There will be Nagy. plenty of time to continue to discuss Matt Nagy, the football coach. Matt Nagy's a good man. Yeah. And we've all known that. Yeah. JD and was JD saying that on that. Friday Amen. with us. Remember? He was saying that. Yeah. yeah. When we saw him on Friday. Uh, Yurko uh, has known JD like uh, us since about 2001. Was uh, Matt Yurko and Harry's producer with Adam Delavitt. Uh, JD was for a while and then worked side by side with us for so long. Yurk's in Florida. Um, that's why he's not in here today, but he's on the phone. Hey, good kid. Hey, what's going on, folks? Well, you know, we're, uh, we're getting through it. You've, you've had to do this twice now with yeah. someone who's about 44 that's way too young. Um, and incredibly, personally, the first time with your brother, I mean, I don't know, Yerk. It's just, you run out of answers, right? We ask why. There are no answers, I guess. It's just... Well, uh, I mean, listen, your number's called, your number's called. That's the way this works. Um, you know, for one reason or another, I always say God takes the best. Mm. And, uh, you know, when you talk about J.D., J.D. fits the bill right there. I mean, he, he lived his life with tremendous dignity, and he died in tremendous, with tremendous dignity. So well said. Uh, he was uh, up-and-comer from the get-go. You knew right away, as one of our producers, that this was going to be a short-term stop for him before he figured out a way to get on the air because that's what he wanted to do. And when Sylvie came into the radio and uh, started having a show and gave up the Bears job, J.D. sent, uh, you know, he, he put his uh, target, his aim, directly at, you know, getting the Bears gig. So he could, and that's the number one beat in the city of Chicago is the Bears beat. And, uh, you know, he took it and made it his own, and, and that's what he did. And, uh, you know, and he was able to adjust on the fly and, and able to be adaptable, and that adjust the, the ability to adjust and adapt served him well as he started to progress in his career. Um, you know, everybody, I mean, it's just, you, you, you talk about how tumultuous it was for him with uh, the wife and, and the cancer and the struggle she had, Caitlin, for an extended period of time. You know, and then his diagnosis came out of the blue. Yeah. And then, and then really, I, I mean, I, it's brutal when you talk about it, but it's the only way it can be talked about is the uh, the speed that it moved, and you know it, it claimed them, and uh, it, it's just sad. It's sad. The whole the whole thing is sad. But you know, you he sets an example um, for for the way if you're going to go through this. Um, he set an example of just being positive. You got to have a positive frame of mind. It's the only way that you got a chance is with a positive frame of mind. But the good Lord takes only the best. Mm. And, uh, you know, he took JD. Kid, uh, just being a producer on Mac, Yurko, and Harry, you got to be a saint, right? <laughs> I mean, you got to be a referee, you got to be a saint, you got to be a little bit of a gopher. That's no easy task. Yeah. Oh no. You you had to wear a lot of hats when you were the producer for that show, and uh, you know, I, like I said, you you can tell when a young man comes in, you know, whether he's got the moxie or he doesn't have the moxie, where he's, he's got the wherewithal to kind of figure out what's happening and what's not happening, and put yourself in the best position to capitalize as you move forward in your career. And uh, you know, that was JD. I remember JD's wedding. It was festive. Oh, cheeseburgers. Yeah. We had a ball. Remember? 
Jeez, you know, it, it was it was a great time, and uh, you know, it, it seems like that was just yesterday. You know, oh, yeah. yesterday. I mean, I attended all your weddings. You know, Sylvie's wedding we attended. We attended uh, your wedding, Carmen, where I made the joke about the cat. You know, and all types of uh, good stuff. But you know, it seems like that was yesterday. I know. Then you start seeing some of the pictures of everything that twenty one years ago. Yeah, you didn't go to my wedding, I think, because you were, I think you were a first-year or second-year player with the Packers at oh, that yeah. time. He was, yeah, I think we knew each other. Time, Your brother and I were friends, yeah. but you and I had not yeah. yet, I don't believe, had crossed paths yet. No, we had not. We had not crossed paths. So, but the other the other three, and even uh, Zetterman's wedding, too. Yeah. So we're, we're at, uh, it, you know, all it's Well, it's all like Sylvie said it yesterday when we first started talking about it, Yurk. I mean, it's like... These life moments that we've had uh, together as friends, you know, and uh, J.D. and I are just a, a couple of brief months apart and we're almost the identical age. Um, yep. and I know you guys are a little bit older, but like 20 years working together and the weddings and the milestone birthdays and the kids being born, you know, like all yeah. of that. It's like we did all that together. And to have one of those guys gone now is that's it just it's, well, it's, it's hard. And you shouldn't, you know, these are the, the things that you shouldn't be having at, at 44. Right. You don't anticipate funerals. That's why it's a shock. Yeah. You know, that's why it's, it's, it's stunning. It's stunning. You know, my brother passed away nine years ago. It, 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 it's never easy. They're yeah. not easy. Not easy. You know, you still go back and I think of my brother and I, I put a tear in my eye every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see a picture that'll uh, spring back a memory. And then this is the process we're going to have now. I mean, anytime you're going to see a picture of J.D., that smiling face, that cherubic face that he had. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, you're, you're going to think of, of, of time that you spent with him and the fun that you had with him. And, uh, I mean, it's great to have all those wonderful memories, but uh, that's exactly where they're at now. They're going to yeah. be memories, but they'll yeah. be wonderful nonetheless. You know, you know what's weird is, is there's one thought of a party that I always remember. And JD was there, and Yurko, you were there. You were making fun as always. Of course. Uh, Waddle, Carmen, you were there. Merck, it was at your your kid's B'nai Mitzvah, uh, I believe yeah. it was leap year of 2020. Yes. Yeah, yes. Right and before was, shutdown. And really, I don't know if, if all of us have been in a room together in the same place since then, because it was really the last big party that we've all been together at before everything shut That's down and we're true. still in the pandemic we've all gotten to be together but not yeah. i don't know about in like i just remember the the sweating and the dancing oh, and yeah. the fun that all of us had together and we were all a part of it we'll have to remember that like yurk said those are the memories yeah, you gotta cherish Yurko was starved. Yeah, Feed him. Yurko was starved. The food came late, but I, I was looking at some of the pictures last night. There's a great there's a great picture of all of us together. Yeah. Which I'll tweet out later. You got it's, it. it's just it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. That, yeah. You gotta make sure you send that, Merck. Yeah, Meller and Dollar Black were there. I mean it was truly a big station event almost. Yeah. It was like the last really you know? big one, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was fun. It was fun. Yurk um, uh, Yeah, no, I when I heard the news, it's just you, you take time and you know, you put your head down and you say a prayer, and then you you pray. You know, listen, you pray for Parker. You pray, you pray for JD's mom and dad. Yeah, I mean, you never want to outlive your your, your kids. You don't mm-hmm. want to do that. Mm-hmm. You, 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 and I mean, it's like you imagine the bargains they're making with God. Mm-hmm. You know, take us. Yeah, take us. Leave him. We'll we'll do the exchange. You know, you take us. You leave him here. So you know? true. I mean, it's it's tough. Brutal. It's tough. Yeah, you're right. You're 
You're um, enjoy Florida as best you can, buddy. Happy New Year. We'll see you when you get back. Okay. Thanks, good kid. I will, guys. I will. All right. All right. Yerk. See you. See you, Yerko. You know he he's. You always, we always joke about it, you know, like Yurko's as smart of a guy as oh. we've got here. And, he and he, he's he a plays goof. the room yeah, well, he, he's, he's a brilliant dude. Like, I mean, again, you the great watch, way of saying he is the smartest guy. You, yeah. you just listen yeah. to him talk, and it like it, it helped me listening to him talk. Well, and 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 like Carm, you said, like what he went through with his brother, yeah, um, I mean, it was, and 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 with Mirko. You know, if you remember, uh, God, it's, yeah, it's been almost 10 years. And that's, it was when some he of, said that, that shocked me. It was okay. some of the same stuff where, you know, they found the colon cancer. They did the surgery. Um, the prognosis for a little while was good, you know. And then all of a sudden, it wasn't. And it was quick, boys, at yeah. the end, you know. Um, and Yurko and I had talked, I don't know, maybe two days ago. Uh, maybe even Christmas morning. It might have been Christmas morning. York and I talked, and he was remembering what it was like with his brother. Sure. And he kind of, you know, he and Yurko's got a way of. I think everybody knows this if you're a fan of this radio station, whether whether you like it or not. Yurko's got a way of being like he can kind of cut to it. You know, he just has that ability, and he was cutting to it. You know, and he's like, "Listen, kid, you gotta you gotta know what's going to happen here." You know, and. He goes, I lived it with mm-hmm. Merck. And I'm telling you, it's, it's, not, it's not good. And I was like, I know, man. It's just... You kind of put it off like, until you have to fully right, address yeah, it. Yeah. You know? And I think when we all were together yeah. on, on Christmas Eve day, we knew that this was going to be no, the last time that we saw him. We all had hoped that yeah. maybe a few, few days later that we'd be able to yeah. revisit him. But there was a good thought in everyone's mind that this yeah. may be the last opportunity to yeah. do it. And... But with that said, when when it when it was announced yesterday afternoon, it's still the ultimate gut punch. Yeah. Even though you knew it was coming and you just didn't know when it was coming, uh, the reality of the finality of it all is just it's so hard to process. You, so many people had stories about whether or not he picked up his phone for him yeah. and for them and everything. Scott Delvin called said he like the gift that JD gave him was that he picked up the phone. Um, he picked up. For Carm, for yeah, you, last a week ago Sunday, and you were out of town. Too. I was, yeah, yeah. and we up. could say that we were there when we were there on the Christmas Eve day. That phone, nonstop. Oh, he, oh, nonstop. God. Oh, oh. Text messages, yeah. phone calls. Robbie Gold called yep. during the. He picked up for Robbie, obviously, and Robbie's always been a good friend of JD, a good friend of all of ours. Yep. Um, but but that you know you see that phone the way that 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 guy is loved. You're, Sylvie's right. It was going off text messages and ringing nonstop the, the entire and, 90 minutes we were there. And when I was there, I could it, it, you could tell he, he wanted to respond, but at times he struggled with his hands because of the necropathy, yeah. because of the chemo that he, was, he had taken and the lingering symptoms and, and effects of it. Um, but I get the sense that every message that got through and every phone call that he received really... He touched him, yeah, and 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 meant so much to him. Uh, Adam Delvitt, our our former program director and uh, a former producer for many years here, uh, was here the day JD got here, and they worked side by side on the Mac Yurko and Harry show. Adam will join us next. ESPN One Thousand remembers Jeff Dickerson. I think that JD did a brilliant job connecting with people. It's heartbreaking to be on the radio to 
tell you that Jeff Dickerson passed away after a fight with cancer. J.D. was 44 years old. But I don't get to hear J.D. ever again. I'll never get to hear his voice again. And as a fan of Chicago, that, that takes a piece of my heart. You want to do a tribute for Jeff Dickerson? Get screened for prostate cancer. Get screened for colorectal cancer. Jeff Dickerson, rest in peace. First off, I want to uh, start off by uh, giving my condolences to uh, Mr. Mr. Dickerson's uh, family, uh, tragic loss, and, the, and their family. Uh, also, give out my condolences to his, his son as well. I know they have been uh, he's been going through a, a traumatic uh, situation with uh, with his mother and and his his father. So, uh, I want to take out the time to give my condolences to, to him and uh, his family. Darnell Mooney talking today. It was nice. The Bears doing their best to honor and remember JD. That's what we're trying to do. Waddle and Sylvie and Carm with you. Um, Cap and Hoodie are going to be on from one to four. Then Fred Hubner four to six. Black and Abdallah were off all this week. The guys are coming in six to eight tonight. As we continue to uh, talk about JD and share some stories. Remember Parker's fund on the GoFundMe page. It's up over three hundred grand. I understand. Um, our buddy Joe at Obvious Shirts made a shirt. It was all over it last night. Uh, you can uh, buy those at obviousshirts.com um, and have a great sort of memento. And, and, and Joe's going to donate the money to Parker's page. It was, uh, let's see, so two weeks ago Sunday. Um, I was out of town, out of the country, but that, I did talk to J.D. that day. And I, you know, we all have these stories. I was expecting the worst. J.D. picked up the phone. I feel great. I showered, I yeah. shaved, Carm, I ate breakfast. I feel great. I'm going to make it to the 28th. Yesterday was supposed to be another chemo day. Of course, that uh, you know they wouldn't allow that to happen. And then, sadly enough, J.D. passed yesterday. Late that night, um, I'm lying in bed in a hotel room, and my phone starts ringing. Um, and, you know, with everything that's going on, you kind of get nervous. I must have been 1130 or something. And I looked over, and it was Adam Delavitt. And uh, Adam and I, t- I, I, I picked it up. I went into the, the bathroom of the hotel room, and... I talked to Adam for a while. Um, Adam and I go back, you know, 20 years, 20 plus. I mean, here at this radio station, 1998, 1999. When did we start, Sylvie? 99, I guess? Or 98, right? October. 98. Yeah, October 98. Uh, me, Sylvie, Adam, we're all here. Um, Adam and I shared a little office together in the Hancock building in the back of... Uh, <laughs> In the back office, and uh, he would go on to be our program director for a long time, and uh, he produced with J.D. on the old Mac Yerko and Harry show. Adam is on the line with us now. Hey, Dell. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. How are you? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You know it, man. I mean, when J.D. Um, first got here, you guys were together on, on, you know, what was the most successful show here. Yeah. Let me just say, you guys are doing a great job, too, talking about him, keeping the memories alive, and, you know, hopefully Parker will have this stuff forever to listen to also and give his children to. So, um, you know, I, the, I, the first thing I think about is the laugh and the smile, like his laugh was so infectious, just so infectious. That big smile, um, always put a smile on my face. And, um, yeah, when, when Mac brought him over in 2001 to be the producer and I was the producer from ESPN, we were like co-producers. Um, we spent a lot of time together and, um, Spent a lot of time together on the road. Spent a lot of time talking, you know, talking about how mature he is and, and everything. He was mature beyond his years even then at, like, 22, 23 years old. I remember him literally, like, guiding me, giving me little tips about, hey, Mac likes this, this, better do this. And he knew what he was going to do. He, like, he, he knew he was going to be on the air. He's like, you know, when I go on the air, Adam, you're going to have to take over the show because, you know, I don't want to be a producer. I want to be an on-air guy. And he knew what he wanted to do. And he had that, that 
drive and that focus to get there and, and he got there and um and uh yeah so i just i miss him so much and uh i, I got to see him in october sorry it's all right though i uh i went to the vol mcclure event and uh yeah. i saw tom there too and I, I had a little moment with jd i gave him a big hug and he said you know he goes i have no other option but to fight and i'm gonna fight and he fought and you know he made it to that day 1228 yesterday yeah, i know right. he wanted to get his last chemo he made it to that day he fought to that day so um just thinking about him and parker and, uh, and his parents and del you know what i i've said a bunch over the last day like to define Jeff Dickerson is to tell that story that JD was there to be the MC and the host of the Vaughn McClure Foundation yeah. event, raising money for a colleague that he loved and respected. It's unbelievable. Des- despite the fight that he had on his hands, he was there to give of himself. And his friend Nick, who I know that you know, just texted me a little bit ago, and he and I talked to him last week. And and through ESPN, they they're going to actually rename the foundation, the Vaughn McClure and Jeff Dickerson Foundation. That's great. Um, oh, that's great. So uh, yeah, I mean, he will he will be remembered by many for so many wonderful things. It was just amazing, and you know, everybody's been talking about family and love, and he was all about his family and Parker and Caitlin, his parents. But he had so many other families, the radio station family, his NFL nation of writers mm-hmm. became a close, very close family of him. Um, they all came into that event, and you see how much they love J.D., not just Vaughn, but J.D. as well. It was just an amazing thing that he did that night. And I'm very thankful I got to see him that night and, and give him a hug. I didn't know what was, um, what was coming, obviously, but um, I'm, I'm happy I got to see him. And um, I just, you know, a couple of quick things I just want to, get out there and a few things I've been thinking about him a lot and looking through pictures and stuff. He was a hell of a producer. I know he wanted to be an on-air guy, but like he could have produced for the rest of his life. He just didn't want to do that. He was a great producer. He was so organized. He was always like, I was pretty early, but he was even earlier than me. Um, he didn't like someone said yesterday, one of his college friends, you know, said he didn't want to drink or go out because he was going to do a game or something the next day same way as a producer like he didn't want to stay up too late he wanted to be up and fresh and ready to go and he was just just so mature beyond his years um at that time and it's just amazing to think about think back at that um and i love when you guys were talking about aruba this morning because oh, yeah. he loved aruba I mean, right. so much and it. it was almost like a funny thing like right. he's like adam you and lizzie got to take the kids to aruba <laughs> yeah. I, i'm telling you it's unbelievable <laughs> it's unbelievable he talked about the restaurants and this and that he just loved aruba I loved it, he loved um, it. just loved it it was just here Del, hearing that stuff he was so he was proud of everything that he he came in contact with and he wanted to share it with all of us and i don't know why i have this memory and and you have some trips i'm sure you could even share that you took with Matt Kierko and Harry when you were producing and JD. But I, it was like I lived through it vicariously. I, I, I don't know if, if my thoughts are even together on this, but somehow I remember the a Hawaii trip, a Pro Bowl trip Pro Bowl. that you guys all yeah. took. And JD was there covering it too, whether it's that trip or another trip. I mean, it's the things we're, we're sort of been doing is we're crying like you're crying right now thinking about this that we can't possibly be talking about jeff dickerson uh, being passed away but then we're also laughing about aruba and telling these stories about about these trips but what do you remember about being on the road with him whether it was hawaii or somewhere else 
a, co- a couple of quick ones. A funny, like Waddle was talking about that su- the Bears Super Bowl. We were on a bus for like four hours yeah. to get to the stadium, and I didn't even have a seat. I mean, Waddle, you know, I, he was probably media or former player. He can get wherever JD had a credential. JD got me an extra credential. Um, to sit in the auxiliary press box with him. And it was just me and him. And if you guys remember, it was raining, and we spent the whole game. And, you know, I was... I was rooting for the Bears, and J.D.'s like, Adam, they're not going to win. Don't worry. They're not going to win. Let's just enjoy Prince at halftime. He's like, we're going to enjoy Prince. They're going to lose to Peyton Manning. Let's just enjoy it. And he was right. And he always, like, lived in the moment, which I loved. Like, it was always present. And um, it was just, you know, one another amazing quality about him. Um, I have one more quick story. We, we went to Platteville last year, I think, was 2001. The Bears trained there in 2000, 2001. And... Uh, Someone else said this morning they had to share a, a hotel with JD. I also this, had to share a hotel room with JD in Platteville. Go oh figure. The God. station must have really. At, at least JD and I were in New York sharing a hotel room. <laughs> I, I mean, can't imagine Platteville. So, wow. So JD and I had a share a room at Platteville for Mac Yerko and Harry's first trip to Platteville at the time, and um, we knew each other working. It was, it's been a little while, and he was so excited about it. He's like Adam. I'm going to bring, you know, this is fresh out of college. I'm going to bring my Xbox, NHL 99, 2000. We're going to drink at night. We're going to play. And he did it. And we had this room in Platteville, and it was the biggest dump, but it was large, and it was ours. I'll never forget just, like, sitting there with him um, back in 2001. And um, just a big smile on his face every time. The guy was just so, so happy, as you guys know. And um, funny funny as hell, too. Like, the impersonations, like a little... Pull the curtain back, like oh, even yeah. like he did a great Sylvie. I don't even know if Sylvie oh, knows yeah. of that. Of um, But like you know, back in the day, like Bruce and Copic, he like, had one for all of us. Of these guys, he had one, all, he had, he had one so for good. all of us. Yeah, yeah. He's like hoodie in that and, way. Um, like he had one for each and every one of us. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I can't um, can't wait to you know. I've been listening to you guys. You've been doing a great job. Um, Thanks, Bill. And uh, it's just just tough. Just thinking about Parker and his parents, uh, George and Sandy, today. I remember he used to always tell me. Um, you know, my parents are strong. George and Sandy are the strongest people I know, and and he's right. And he was the strongest person. And um, it's just a it's just a great family. And uh, grieving for him and the family, and thinking about Parker. It was in on full display too yeah, when so. we saw him in hospice. His dad and his his mom were unbelievable. Were rocks. Yeah. Yep. Del, yeah. um, we love you, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. calling. Love yeah. you, Del. Say hi yeah. to the fans, Del. Stay out of the family. Okay, buddy. We'll he's a, he's a part of the culture here and, and helped you know, set it. it it's helped set it. And, and uh, you know, he was an intern for us over at GN Radio. And then I came here and I knew Adam. I met Adam through his brother Scott in 1991. And, wow. and, and when, when he was an intern, uh, he came with me at GN and then we got him over here. And then the rest was him. Like, when when Adam will have a couple cocktails, or Sylvie, 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 please, you know, th- thank you, you know, and I'm like, dude, you did it, you did it yourself. It's like what JD JD did it himself. It's mm-hmm. people keep calling and, and texting and saying, guys, thank you for doing this. Thank us. Yeah. I mean, all we're doing is we're telling you the stories of our friend Jeff Dickerson. Yeah. Just so he people deserves, know, he yeah. deserves all of this. This I, is I agree. This I, is him. I yeah. think that the most important thing, and I think we talked about this yesterday. I just want everybody to know what a great person he was. Yeah. Talented, immensely talented in the broadcast industry. A great husband, a great father, a great friend, a great teammate. Just a great person. Yeah, you're right. And, and I think that I'm getting the sense that maybe I knew people knew it. 
I didn't realize the vast number of people that knew it as well as we knew it. And it, it that's comforting. Yeah. All right. We, uh, we're going to be coming back. Cap and hoodie uh, at one. A lot to tribute left today, uh, and rightfully so, deservedly so, as we, uh, we remember our friend Jeff Dickerson. As we look back on and celebrate the life of Jeff Dickerson today on ESPN 1000, please consider making a donation at the GoFundMe page for Parker's Fund. So you said, listen, you, you volunteered the do's and don'ts of getting married, being in a successful marriage. Actually, I have five do's and six don'ts. My number one do, do mostly everything she says, okay? Number two, do always take her advice when it comes to your wardrobe. Give it to me, sexy. Give it to me. Number three, do your share of the work around the house. Even if you work a full-time job, she doesn't work. Uh, Number four, uh, do wake up in the morning with the child. Number five, do your own bills. Handle your own finances. By the way, (laughs) does a good job with that. Now my don'ts. I got six don'ts. Number one, don't ever make a negative comment about her appearance. Does this make me look fat? Number two, Sylvie, don't ever pick a fight over something stupid. Number three, don't complain about the laundry not being done because you'll end up having to do it yourself. Number four, don't ever ridicule her family. Number five, if at all possible, don't be away from home for more than one night a week unless you have to work. He's party starter. Vroom, vroom. Finally, uh, don't go to bed mad. Any sort of any sort of fight you have, what if you're really ticked off Sylvie, about something? Settle it before you go to bed. I it only gets it. worse. You don't sleep on something and make it better. So Love me. I violated all of those. Yeah, right? We all have. I violated all of them. The JD Do's and Don'ts right before Sylvie got married. Eyes beyond his years. Oh, it's fantastic. We are remembering our great friend, Jeff Dickerson, who died yesterday at the age of 44. Still can't believe we have to say that. I want to, I want to just share this. Kevin Fishbane and so many of the Bears beat reporters, like their co-workers, even though they're competing because they're always together. Someone brought that. I think Jesse brought that up earlier today. And uh, Kevin uh, DM'd me on, on uh, Instagram. He says, I can just hear JD's voice going. Guys, the Bears stink. But you know what? Look at what we get to do for a living. Like, yeah. that's him. That is you know? him. Like, You're right. Like, just like the story Delavitt told about the Super Bowl. Yeah. Hey, the Bears are going to lose. Peyton Manning's going to beat him in the Super Bowl. But let's watch Prince. Let's enjoy yeah. Prince. It's pretty fun. Uh, we were joking earlier about, Come you know, on, like, guys. He, he was he yeah. was so in his Bears bubble. He cared so deeply about covering the team properly and the league. And he had so many responsibilities for .com in Bristol. But when, so when we would do nighttime shows together back in the day... And it was a middle of summer or whatever. We were going to do a Bulls guest or a baseball guest. JD would always look and he'd, he'd look at the rundown and he'd, he'd look up and he'd go, Carm, you go ahead. You handle that one. I mean, that was all. And it was kind of all, you know, like if it wasn't football. And so, and then Merck, tell the, the Tom Watson story because it's just too good. I mean, it's so good. Is like, this in the book, Mark? It is it in the is book. So oh, it's so essential. Yeah. I, I, I didn't put the part in there where J, about JD, but oh, it's in the book. That, so, well, that's what makes it even so great because, like, for those of us that did know him well, like, this is so perfect, JD. So, Tom Watson almost wins the Open Championship at the age of 59 or 60. It would have been the greatest achievement in sports. He loses out, but I, I heard in the broadcast where he, he was playing in the Senior Open the next week. So he was staying there. So no, he he went to a different oh, course. So but I found where he was staying. I found the hotel. So Waddle it was Waddle and JD, Sylvie was off. So JD comes in, he sits down, I said, Hey JD, I, I found a hotel where Tom Watson was staying was staying. I'm gonna try him. And he goes, you know Mark, I think it's probably better off if Tom and I just talked about it. we we don't need it. We don't need Tom Watson. And I said I looked at him like, are you kidding me? If we can get Tom Watson on, don't you think we should do it? And he goes 
I mean, I guess, but I'd prefer just to have me and Tom discuss it. And then so I'm like, so like 30 minutes into the show, I call the hotel. Tom Watson, not friendly at all, says he'd do it, but was not happy. So I type on says he would do it. He told me, I'm not a fan of you calling me in the hotel room, but I'll do this. So I type on the screen, go to Tom Watson now. Waddle, like, looks at a point at J.D., and J.D. kind of puts his head back and rolls his eyes. Like, great, now I've got to welcome in Tom Watson. So he welcomes him in. Three minutes into the interview, it's great stuff. He's talking about how heartbroken he is that he didn't win. He's on a hotel phone, and for a minute, just craps out. And J.D. jumps in. He goes, Tom, looks like we're losing you. He goes, congratulations on, on almost winning it, but uh, thanks for joining go. us. We're going to let you go. And, he, you know, he, he says to Waddle after 12, I mean, we were losing. The, we had to let him go. Yeah, I mean, so any moment he could to get rid of Tom Watson, he was ready to get, it, it get rid of like, Tom Watson. I, I'm not the only bad phone guy in the group. <laughs> it's right. so great. I mean, that's like a perfect J.D. story. I could just see him doing that. Oh, but the minute, that's it. Okay. He no may Tom not Watson. have wanted to do things outside of the NFL, but when he was on national radio, you oh, would have yeah. never oh, thought he that he was. That, yeah. yeah. He bought in. He I mean, was he so did. smooth. He was so talented. It was great. He'd always he'd look at the rundown. He'd be like, Man, Chris Singleton. He'd be like, Oof. <laughs> why why, why is Chris Singleton <laughs> taking the beating every time you bring? I don't know. I'm trying to think like what other obscure baseball guests were we putting on? I mean, like. Uh, who was like, I, you know, uh, Harold Reynolds might have still been with the company. You know? Harold and be, Reynolds. And he'd be like, you know. I, we liked him back in the day. Well, Sylvie and I loved Harold, yeah. We did. And J.D. would be like, We hey, loved getting Kirk. Harold Reynolds. Or if I wanted to talk Hawks, forget about it. He'd be like, Kirk. You got this, Carl. Yeah, he goes, you, you do that one. Yeah, like, it was great. I mean, we could do, well, listen, we're going to go, um, Cap and Hoodie are going to come in. We will still continue to do this all day. Our, our coworkers, our colleagues are going to do it all day. Black and Abdallah, Freddie Hubner. We'll, we'll continue to do this. Like, we're not, like, JD's not going to be forgotten. Ever. And, yeah, like, we're going to go back at some point here. We'll be back after the new year. And we'll be talking Bears and games, and they're going to coach this and the Bulls and that. And we'll never forget him. We'll laugh. I think we'll play the JD drop forever. I think we should play the song forever, first of all. Waddle's uh, intro song. We'll play the Tyler, uh, can we play that once we get out, before yeah. we get out of here hey, let's now? Let's play uh, Merck. The, the, uh, uh, Merck. the JD theme song yeah. from our show. Like We're going to play these things. We're going to remember him. Things are going to come up that are going to make us think about him. Bear stuff that we're going to remember. We're going to think about him. We're going to talk about him. Um, do your part if you can. Parker's Fund, uh, the GoFundMe page. It's on all of our social media accounts. The ObviousShirts.com page. You can buy the shirt. Joe's going to donate the money to uh, Parker's Fund. So do what you can. Uh, hug your loved ones. Yes. Good show, boys. Yes. I'm going to miss JD. Yeah. Love him dearly. I'm going to miss him. And we all will. So uh, I guess that's it. All right, fellas. Happy New Year um, to you guys. I love you all, you guys. I really do. We can't love say you that too. enough. Yes. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. All the best to Parker and JD's mom and dad and JD's family. We, we love you, JD. We're going to miss you, buddy. Huh? Oh, Merck.